This episode of CodeCast is brought to you by Agora Code Community. We're connecting developers one line of code at a time. For more information, visit our website. It's agoracode.community. Like us on Facebook, Agora Code Community. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Code Agora. This episode is also brought to you by Renegade Media, which is your leading Zambian agency for everything digital marketing. Welcome, dear listeners, to our fourth edition of CodeCast. Uh, for our hosts, I am Cynthia Mlinga, and I'll allow the other hosts to introduce themselves. Hey guys, I'm back once again. My name is Mukuma, and uh, I won't bother you guys with all the intros. Just go back to our previous podcast, and you got your info there. Hey guys, uh, I'm James, and I'm new here. I don't see. I don't think I should say much, should I? Yes, you should, James. Oh, guys, where are you uh, coming from? I'm coming from a computer science background. I'm a software developer by profession. And I'm into public health currently, so... Hi, listeners. Um, my name is Astrida, born known as Mouse. You know, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm an executive secretary by profession. And, you know, just the diversion from secretary to entrepreneurship, you know, I think it's just a great experience. Great. We have a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I just realized I didn't say my background, but I'll be like, Moko Mike, please visit our previous editions and you will know who Cynthia is. So, dear listeners, today we are talking about a topic that has been going on on Twitter, it has been on Facebook, it has been on YouTube, and it is the latest thing trending, I must say. And a lot of researchers are looking into it as well. And this topic is on imposter syndrome. Sometimes it is called imposter experience or imposter phenomena. But before we dive into it, uh, we would just like to give a brief uh, overview of the events that have been going on in the tech industry. I will allow Mokuma to talk about one of them. Okay, great. Uh, as per custom, so... Um, we've had a lot of stuff happening in the tech arena lately, and usually we do international news, but this time I'm so happy we're doing local. local. There's so much stuff that happened locally, and so many of our people that are doing great stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, most recently, AgriPredict, uh, well, that was the Southern Africa what? It was the annual Southern Africa Innovation Forum. Okay, so if you guys don't know what this innovation forum is, it's basically um, a program uh, that supports the growth of new businesses and strengthening uh, innovation ecosystems and cross-border cooperation. So AgriPredict, which is a local um, company, is working towards strengthening or reducing risks in farming, and some of these risks include plants and animal disease. This is a Zambian startup. Yes, it is. Doing great things. Great things. So um, they'll be going to, is it Finland or Sweden, for the slash... should be Sweden. Sweden, yeah. Was it Finland? Hmm. Hold on. It's Finland. Okay. So they'll be going for the startup conference, uh, which is basically uh, part of the slash global impact accelerator. And they'll learn so much. And I'm sure when they come back, they'll be bigger than they are now. I can't wait. Me neither. I'll take it up, I guess. (laughs) So, in other news, we had uh, a deep learning endeavor in South Africa in a town called Stellenbosch. And we had uh, a lot of uh, African data scientists and experts in machine learning come together in one place. I should say it was a geeky atmosphere. (laughs) And we all love geeky atmospheres, believe me. 
and it was great to see some of the big guys um, like Jeff Dean from Google AI and uh, seeing Mustafa, the likes of my favorite female who's timid and then there's also Nya Leng and there were a lot of happenings and I had the privilege of uh, being one of the speakers who was talking about mathematics for machine learning there and I'll talk about a bit about it because I did face some imposter syndrome, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but on good news, we had one of our own Zambian guys, Yasin. Um, he won an award for the Matai Impact Award for his app called Sogolo. And uh, it was amazing. He actually even got a standing uh, ovation yeah. and people were actually very happy with this idea because they believe it's not just for Zambia, but it can be used across the continent. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, when I saw that, I was really happy. Like, I, I was literally jumping for joy because it's 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 so amazing to see so many of our local people yes. doing, getting recognition for all the stuff they're doing yeah. and growing or basically erasing borders. Because I've noticed, like, we usually put ourselves in a box and this box is our borders. Oh, yeah. And we never leave the country, even with our ideas. So it's really interesting and it's really amazing to see people like make the transition from the idea to the actual product mm -hmm. to now transcending borders. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I must say, embarrassing enough, I did cry because I was right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and embarrassing. And yeah, everyone yeah, was you like, cry if you yeah, want. from Zambia, I was like, yes, your boy is doing good. I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> yes. Um, then, yeah, I, I, I was about to do a... Drum roll. <laughs> you want me to do the drum roll? I can do Please the drum roll. Do a drum roll for ah, me. Drum roll. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> as I, as we all know, I am one of the advocates for female intake in Zambia, um, and apparently I'm getting some particular nickname which I shall not mention. Please yes. mention the nickname. I did hear about this. Nah, I shall not mention it. Ask me the next one. Yes. Yes. You know what? We're doing a podcast tomorrow. <laughs> it could be tomorrow, yes. So, <laughs> uh, we had a week long of Women in Take Africa Week events. Uh, we actually had an opportunity to work with an organization called Women in Take Africa. Okay. And one of our sponsors was also the Facebook Developer Circles. Uh, they put in uh, some funds for us to actually go ahead. We also had our own intercontinental hotel offering us a wonderful venue. And we got to interact with young mothers who dropped out of school because they don't have finances or their parents said, hey, you've gotten pregnant. We, we don't see the sense of taking you back to school. Mm -hmm. And we taught them ICT skills. We showed them how to market their businesses on Facebook and how to use other digital tools that people are using, even mobile money. So others were still, depending on when they sell something, let's say on credit, and they go around collecting the money. And we told them, why don't you use mobile money? It's very easy. You have a SIM card. There's MTN, there's Airtel, there's Zamtel. So, yeah. I mean, why not? And it's easier. You save energy. And I had an opportunity of seeing a first computer user she she actually she actually had issues pressing some of the buttons i remember her hands were actually shaking yeah. and i had to tell her you know what the keyboard was meant to be pressed so press <laughs> and she was like since our longer like well i won't spoil it i just said you know what just press away. just press if it's 100 times just press it and she jumped out of joy finding out that now she she has a gmail account <laughs> and she's like i didn't know what animal Gmail is and 
it, it was quite amazing to see that we made some impact. Yeah. And um, we also taught girls as well who are from the underprivileged homes. Um, others actually are already young mothers at the age of 13, 15, which is, I must say, we, we really need to look into this and find ways of reducing this number. Um, but all in all, it was a wonderful week. We closed off yesterday with now women who are actually already in the tech industry, but we also attracted women that were coming from the academic industry and they wanted to see how they can use IT in, in their field. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I can go on and on. That sounds like fun. You know what that reminds me of? How we take for granted so many of the small things. Like, I've had an email address for the longest time and I'm one of the privileged people and it's one of those things that's just... It's an email address. Yes. Yeah, it's like nothing it's, special. It's, it's yeah. nothing special. It's, it's a must-have. Mm. You don't have an email address? Yeah, yeah. it's a must-have. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's interesting. That's one of the that's one because I attended the Saturday event mm -hmm. and um, it, I, I I really appreciated that. I think yeah. it, it 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 brought me from a place where I was right back down to thinking about how I am privileged mm -hmm. and I should share what I have. Oh yeah. Basically. We do need to share. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. So now, are we ready? You I am to... ready. Oh okay. James, are you ready? No, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually turning my phone on so I can check. <laughs> so I'm good. That's I'm good. good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm so ready. <laughs> Great. I like that. <laughs> So today we're talking about imposter syndrome. So I have been seeing a lot of uh, people saying I'm going under imposter syndrome. Let me not lie, the first time I saw the words, I was like, what is this syndrome? Is it somebody trying to uh, put on a mask and uh, come out as somebody else? Or are they stealing people's identities? I, I didn't know exactly what it was until I read up and I found out, huh, I've gone through it several times without knowing the name. So it is imposter syndrome. So, um, giving a brief description, imposter syndrome, yeah, I'll give an example like mine at the deep learning endeavor. <clears throat> yes, I had to clear my throat. <laughs> so, I, I went into the theater room where I was doing my presentation. And I didn't know that in my class, some of the professors and some of the people that work at Google would actually come in and see me present. So immediately I saw one of them walking and I know him because I've been reading some of his work. I just froze. It's like, Cynthia, you're not supposed to be here clearly. Because like, technically I've only been doing machine learning for six months. I'm like, what am I doing here? This guy has been doing it for years. Yeah. And I just froze. Mm -hmm. I forgot some of the formulas in mathematics that I even know. I could not explain. My throat got so dry. And I had to just politely excuse myself and say, I need to go drink water. And I went in front of the mirror. I told myself, Cynthia, you've got to do this. If you don't do this, shame on you. <laughs> and I had to go back and, and start doing it. So those are some of the examples. Well, it is one of the examples of imposter syndrome where you feel you're not worthy of something. Uh, so from my fellow hosts, um, in your own words, how would you define imposter syndrome for our listeners? That's a tough one, man. Yeah. Uh, can I, maybe I, I can start? Yes, um, sure. <clears throat> well, it's, it's one of those things uh, for me where I, 
I I can define it as the feeling of being unworthy, mm-hmm. um, the failure to acknowledge your own relevance in a particular situation, yeah. and uh, also just a lack of self worth, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I could describe it like that. And uh, in terms of examples, I, I feel like this is something I, I go through all the time, uh, even. Even simple things as just doing our usual podcast recordings. Like, people will never notice from when we start our I conversations am. and what we actually, when, when they see the final product, it's it's so difficult for them to see the before we start recording. Yes. Like, it's it's always a battle, uh, feeling like we, we don't understand the topic or mm-hmm. we haven't read enough, we mm-hmm. haven't done enough research. Like, that's, that's an example. Yeah. As for me, <coughs> because I mean, they call some people they call me Miss Perfectionist. You know, I'm not going to define it, but um, I'm already getting it. <laughs> Just already, I'm imagining like there's a thousand of people, you know, listening to me, and I don't want to make a mistake. You know, when I make a mistake, I'm thinking about what they're going to talk about me, mm. you know, and then it just gives me that lack of confidence, you know, to speak out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. James. Yeah, well, I agree with all of you, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's it's a it's a it's a same feeling I have as well, because um, uh, as a programmer, you know how it is when, when it comes to writing code. Oh yeah. Uh, there's uh, always this feeling I get like I have to be better, or I'm, I like I'm not good enough. And every time I'm seeing someone do something, it might be basic stuff that I know, but I still feel like I am not able to do what that person is doing. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I'm not supposed to be in this place in the first place. Maybe I should like try try something else out. And then, yeah, every time I'm making progress, even though you get applauded for it, um, I find myself thinking like maybe I'm lucky. Yeah. Or maybe like they don't know the they background. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I just like deceive them, <laughs> and they're like the ones. You know, just just so he mentioned something just now about writing even basic code. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen someone's code and said? That code is much cleaner than mine. Yes. He names my he names his variables much better than you. Than mine, yeah. Then someone else comes and tells you the same thing. Like you write your code cleaner than mine, and like you don't know what you're talking about. No. <laughs> no. no, you should see James's code. Yeah. He's better than me. You know, stuff like that. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, do you, do you think um it it only affects um a certain maybe age group? Or maybe people from a certain cultural background, or it is across. Hmm. Or <clears throat> nah, nah, no, there's no discrimination. I don't think it's 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 something that discriminates. Mm. I feel like it, it may be more pronounced in different cultures and depending on your background yeah. and whatever, all that sort of stuff. But it's not something that diminishes with age. Um, I read something uh, that was talking about how. Sometimes, and I actually, I believe in this 100%, okay. you are allowed to have an imposter moment. Uh-huh. Like, you're allowed to feel like an imposter. You're just not allowed to let it take over oh, yeah. your entire being. Like, you should immediately snap yourself out of it. Uh-huh. We'll all develop techniques or whatever that help us and so on and so forth. And um, what you should strive for is not having an imposter life, basically. Okay. But I, I don't think it, it stops at any point. Just because you grow older. It continues. I'm a dancer, by the way. 
Oh, really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, such a diverse panel today. I'm a, like, I'm, so I'm a professional salsa dancer. She way. taught me salsa. She taught you salsa? She's one of the people that taught me salsa. Guys, you know I can't dance for... Shit. <laughs> can you walk? You can walk. Uh, come on. No. If you can walk, you can If you can walk, you can walk. Okay, but the, the thing is, like, he's a special case. <laughs> ah, okay. Okay. He's my friend, but he's a very special case. Ah, okay. So it, it would take some time. Okay, so um, I'm a I'm a wow. dancer, and I remember when I started dancing in public. The first time I danced, you know, they were it was at Sundays. They were launching some vehicle, you know, and then we had to perform there. Trust me, our performance was delayed because I developed that imposter uh, syndrome plus phobia, which led to diarrhea. That was crazy. Yeah, that was the worst case. I've been dancing for 10 years, but every time I'm dancing, I'm going on stage. Before I go on stage, like I always have it. So I I don't think it it ends at some point, it just continues. But of course, we've mastered the technique, you know, how to overcome it. You go on stage and then you forget that there's anyone around you. Mm -hmm. So you just do your thing and then. Off the stage, you're smiling like, "Yes, I did it," <laughs> you know. But it goes in some people; they never gain the, the courage to do anything right. in front of people, even in front of two people. It's always difficult. Yeah, and you know, like the three of us are coming from like a a, a very techy background, yes. and this is something we see all the time. Like we are talking about our own personal experiences, uh-huh. and we had this conversation at the Women in Tech oh, yes. uh, meetup um, with regards to how. We, we always, we always never feel like we are enough, enough. as developers. Mm. Yeah, like, in, and people never really talk about it. People suffer alone, like Emmanuel uh, mentioned over the weekend. Like, oh, people yeah. suffer alone; they never talk about it. And as a result, people never go for meetups or conferences mm-hmm. or whatever events because mm-hmm. they are afraid of finding out that <laughs> they are not the rock star programmer. Oh, yeah. like the <laughs> and actually, the, there is a term for for that uh, where you you know you're, you're, you you secretly feel you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called uh, the pluralistic ignorance. So not knowing that your neighbor actually has the, the same, same feeling, but because you don't openly talk about it to say I have this struggle, you don't know that they also have it, and you feel mm-hmm. I I am the only one. These guys are doing so far better, and I don't know what I'm even doing here. Yeah. Can I give an example of something I'm going through right now? That's like a really good example of imposter syndrome. Uh-huh. I my GitHub account, I've got like maybe fifteen private repos, which uh-huh. I'm afraid of sharing because I don't want people to look at my code. But then it shows that you're not contributing to much of the projects, isn't it? <laughs> no, I, I finished yeah. it off because that's what I am going through. Yeah. And you find most of the clients when I'm asking them if they can hire me for something. And they tell me, can we see your your work? And I'm like, on my GitHub, I, I do have private repos, but I can't show it because once I show it, somebody might take up the idea and even beat me to it at finishing <laughs> it. So now the contributions show that I've really contributed to very few projects, but yet I have a lot in a the lot background. Of yeah, I, a lot of stuff yeah. going on, yeah. Oh, oh. Can you share them? <laughs> 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 yeah. If I can share them <laughs> with me, you have to sign an non-disclosure agreement. Yeah. I feel like we should do a podcast on like the legalities and coders knowing that there's such a thing as an internet. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, so um, considering we all uh, 
well, we, we might be techy, but we, we have different um, daily tasks we do. Like for me, it's it's mostly project or product management where it's mostly running the sprints, gathering the requirements, prototyping, and I rarely get to actually code. What I do eventually, but it's not as much as I would like it. Then yeah. there's somebody else who constantly every morning they even know that oh I my my job is I get the requirements yeah. from somebody already prototyped and everything, and I just now code them. Yeah. So we we are still different in some kind of way and that being mentioned that means we we have diff i don't know if there are different <coughs> levels of imposter syndrome but what i'm trying to get at is i'm assuming we all have uh different experiences yes and we've all come up with different ways to to reduce the imposter syndrome or to actually really relax enough to still continue with the task that is triggering <laughs> the imposter syndrome yeah my question is, what are those things that you have trained yourself to do in such moments? Mm, that's interesting. <laughs> dig a grave. <laughs> <laughs> you literally dig a grave. <laughs> but how many graves would you have dug? Oh, uh, geez, I think I'd have put like the whole cemetery by now. <laughs> I think even this week, I'm definitely sure I'm going like, to like, have like seven different graves. Uh. So that's just how bad it is. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'll start. Um, so uh, I'm, like I said before, when I was introducing myself, mm -hmm. like uh, I'm a tech guy in public health. This is completely new for me. Mm -hmm. Like I, I never knew anything about public health and the demand that comes with it in like from a tech background <clears throat> is a bit heavy. Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly reading, researching trying to find solutions and everything and then I come up with ideas and I want to like pitch them out but because I feel I'm inadequate enough in that particular area I can't but then when someone comes and reads my notes and they go like yo do this like it's actually very helpful uh -huh. so I think the first thing would be to try sharing with people so they give you that confidence in yourself because yeah. I think the same imposter phenomenon comes from like feeling the lack of like self-worth and yes. confidence in you so i guess sharing for me works okay mostly so well with with my line of work <coughs> i speak to a lot of people every day so i think for me it's it's becoming very easy because the moment i leave home i know i'm going to talk to so 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 number of people and then uh, we also have speakers bureau, mm -hmm. you know, where they help you to gain confidence in yourself. So I've got support system when it comes to that. Okay. Yeah. So, but you know, as a person, because even when we do speakers bureaus, there are still people who can't stand in front of people because my job requires me presenting, do, doing a lot of presentations, mm -hmm. you know, and then if you are not confident enough with what you're talking about you want to sell the product exactly you know how do you expect a thousand people to believe what you're talking about if you don't have the self-confidence to start with so i i've learned to you know be my own self boss to say you know even if i make mistakes i'm still going to carry on and people as long as what i'm talking about people are going to listen and pick one or two things then the next day to be a better day and I've improved. 
you're talking about not being scared <coughs> to make mistakes I, I remember is it Emmanuel yesterday who actually quoted something to say uh, the greatest mistake you'd ever make is fearing to make one yes yeah. The moment you stop fearing making mistakes, you actually then go further because you keep on trying, trying, and mm. yeah. Mukuma? Um, or wait, do you what, what was the question again? <laughs> what was the question again? What you have learned or trained yourself to do to reduce the impact of imposter syndrome? Well, apart from digging graves, um, <laughs> <laughs> we're still digging. Well, 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 we start digging, really. No, honestly, I do start digging. It's just that I never finished the grave. Ah. By by the time I get to like a quarter, it's supposed to be six feet, yeah? <laughs> yes. What's a quarter or six feet? It should be like two. So one, yeah, we, need, we need math lessons. <laughs> 1.5. Thank you. Thank you. We need math lessons. <laughs> <laughs> so when I get to like a particular point, I feel like I just pull myself out of it. Like, mm -hmm. um, Usually my technique is to see everything from outside. Uh, I have a friend of mine that always says um, the people playing chess may never see the moves better than the person looking from the outside. Yeah. Yeah. So he always tells me that, especially when I'm complaining about stuff like mm -hmm. you. He'll tell me what to do, and when I argue, he'll tell me the same thing. You can't see what I'm looking at. Oh, yeah. So listen to me. So I take that and apply it. Just mm -hmm. step out of the situation and look at it. And then from then on, everything just starts clicking. Like I see how this is this isn't actually a big deal. It's something really something I can do. Then yeah. I'll break it down and then start attacking it like uh, little by little. I don't know if you noticed this, but at the four loop launch, mm -hmm. I had a bad case of imposter syndrome. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> I had a bad case of imposter syndrome. I actually missed a complete section in the beginning because I was still shivering. Ah, yeah. I didn't notice it. See. You are good. Actually, did not notice it. So, like, <laughs> I noticed that as as time goes on and I keep doing it, mm -hmm. I get better at it and I gain composure. Nice. It's funny that you are saying you actually had. So you don't mind that one. No, but then <laughs> he presented it so well that no one would have noticed that. I'm was... taking a compliment, guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving feedback. Uh, for me, what what I what I've told I usually do is I'll 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 take a few breaks and just take back as well. But the other thing I've told myself is constantly uh, get feedback. So even at the uh, deep learning in I took time to spot some of the people that were in my class yeah. and actually took time to ask them how did you find the session? Was it okay? Was I elaborating things good enough for you to get them did i manage to balance up because it was a class uh mixed with beginners mm -hmm. and people who are experts so yeah. it, it was quite difficult to balance the two one topic i'll talk about maybe very basic stuff and then the professionals will be like uh, i'm bored then i go a bit advanced and then yeah. now the beginners will just look totally lost so i was a bit like i would yeah i didn't know which was which so but then the thing is, through my feedback, I realized that I actually did not do as bad as I thought I had done because yeah. I thought, geez, Cynthia, you messed it all up. Like, you just really messed it all up. If they don't call you again for any talk, <laughs> this is so the why, reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know why. Is it too late to give feedback again? Because I was there. I actually enjoyed your talk and your, what you shared at the deal. The learning window. You were there? Should we be yeah. He's joking, right? <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> you were there? I was. He's kidding, right? <laughs> Cynthia, I just said that. You, was, were, I you, were, the, you were the first speaker. Uh, yes, I was amongst the first speakers. <laughs> you, were, you were actually the first one. <laughs> okay, so then. Yeah, is that in imposter syndrome? Yes, I am wearing <laughs> imposter syndrome right now. <laughs> it's funny. Yes, I'm going to read. Well, there were actually the, there were about four people that actually came to me to say, we, we hope to see you for the next one. I'm like, why would you want to see me for the next one? I just messed up the session. And they're like, no, we actually enjoyed it. Because yeah. what I think I acted quick. What I did is the first time I was explaining, explaining, and I realized, okay, this is not going so well. Mm-hmm. I decided to turn all my examples into exercises for them to work into groups. And I sort of just stepped back to give myself enough time to breathe in and breathe out and recompose myself. Okay. Which was, I think, worked out well. Okay. <sighs> I like the part about feedback. Um, I feel like something that I'm not very good at collecting feedback because mm-hmm. I'm afraid of getting negative reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like negative reviews. But I feel like I should start embracing some of it because it might actually be constructive. Yeah. yeah. It's important to get like ne- negative feedback because uh, in that, that way you get to know exactly where you, like, you've made your mistakes mm-hmm. where you need to improve. Uh, so you should get more feedback. I'm advising you to do that. Don't be afraid of people's comments and critics. Because you never, you never know what mistakes you make. Thank you, guys. <laughs> okay. Thank you, guys. Uh, dear listeners, we'll just go for a quick break and we'll be back continuing with our topic on imposter syndrome. We'll now uh, tackle it in a different aspect. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> This episode of CodeCast is brought to you by Agora Code Community. We're connecting developers one line of code at a time. For more information, visit our website. It's agoracode.community. Like us on Facebook, Agora Code Community. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Code Agora. This episode is also brought to you by Renegade Media, which is your leading Zambian agency for everything digital marketing. Welcome, dear listeners. Thank you very much for staying tuned. We shall continue with our topic on imposter syndrome. Um, to my co-host, so just to remind you, I have James, I have a streeter, and I have a smooth Nkuma, <laughs> and I am Cynthia. <laughs> so we were talking about imposter syndrome, and before mm-hmm. we went on break, um, feedback was mentioned. Just to my co-host, um, what would you advise our listeners in terms of if, if you want to receive feedback? How would you go about it? And if you are in a position of giving feedback to somebody, what are the things that you usually consider? Do you go straight telling them the truth even when it is extremely negative or do you sometimes sugarcoat it or you sugarcoat all the way? I think I'm, I think, I think, okay, you can start, you can start. Um, okay, Cynthia, I'm, I'm so happy you asked that question. Mm. For me, I believe in telling the truth the way it is. Of course, I'm not going to be mean about it, but um, if you've done something that I want you to work on, uh-huh. or anyone wants to work on, I'll tell them point blank to say, you know what, we need to work on this. This one was, you know, and star and all, all that. Some people, they, they take offense uh-huh. <laughs> when you tell them the truth. But I think 
feedback that is going to change and grow you better mm -hmm. is better than feedback which is not going to be given to you. That's true. That's well put. I'm saying that because she saved my life on lipstick. <laughs> that is a good thing, Cynthia. Thanking us, Twitter. For me, I'd say I'm still learning both sides, uh, giving feedback and receiving feedback. Um, I think I've cycled between many different methods of giving feedback mm -hmm. and uh, um, I, I should say that uh, sometimes I've been a little too brutal, too harsh. I believe you should tell the truth uh, no matter what, but sometimes you have to also gauge someone's, um, what can I say, character. Mm -hmm. uh, so like you end up, up sugarcoating it? Uh, not really. Uh, what I mean is, uh, if you know, it depends. If you know someone well, you know how best to administer feedback, for example. If you know someone reacts very negatively to being told the truth in a particular way, adjust the administration of the medicine. Mm -hmm. But what if it's, it's something that you actually know, if you sugarcoat, you're actually messing them up in that they won't grow? Um, there's times I'm really brutal, regardless of how you feel about it, mm. uh, knowing <laughs> that there's no other way of telling you this. You just have to hear it straight. If you, you get upset, so at the end of the day, it's best to tell the truth and let that person take it the way they want to take it. I don't know. You don't want to crush someone beyond, like, crush them. Beyond recovery. Beyond recovery. <laughs> you want that person to try again. Yeah. Yeah. That's your main objective, for them to grow. Not so they feel like that, like that life is over and they should not do anything. So Yeah, I don't know. We can talk about it. We can discuss it. I really, it's... Uh, but I feel you should really gauge the situation. Like, even with the environment and circumstances, mm -hmm. you, you, I'm still learning how to administer the feedback because there's been times when I've told someone the truth and they have just given up completely and not grown. Uh, okay. I, I want to see as many people grow as possible. So how best do I do it so I can capture as many people as possible? And so on and so forth. And then in terms of receiving feedback, um, I, I feel like I don't ask for it enough. Mm -hmm. Like I always wait for someone to give their opinion mm -hmm. and then I work on it, but I never reach out to people to actually get the ask. feedback. Yeah. So that's that's an area I really need to work on. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um well I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm, I don't usually tell people like Yo, you messed up. <laughs> Yo, you did this. Yo, you... Nah, nah, nah. Um, I kind of treat people like fragile instruments most of the time. So, it's not sugarcoating. It's sugarcoating. It's not sugarcoating. It's being gentle. I'm going to tell them exactly how they went wrong, how I think they went wrong. And I would suggest ways they could like do something better. I would not just go and shame them like... Yo, you did this wrong. Never do that again. Like, I wasted my time. Maybe Basically we should define what telling the truth is. Because I feel like we might have all expressed our own versions mm -hmm. of how we feel like we give people honest mm -hmm. feedback. And uh, we should start by defining what, what that means for each of us, I guess. Cynthia, maybe. Me telling the truth is you wear shoes that are white. You wear a trouser that's purple. You wear a shirt that's 
orange and then you wear a kit that's <laughs> I don't know whatever color it is. Looking like a rainbow. Telling the truth, blunt truth is me telling your man you look like a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Why can I find the god of pot? <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Like with the leprechaun. Yes. Yeah, this is like okay. <laughs> For me, that is telling the blunt truth. Okay. Me sort of uh, sugar coating it would be like, eh. <laughs> it's summer. It's summer. It's the season of color. You're mistaken like the weather. You know what I'd consider sugar coating is uh, not exactly saying, uh, justifying it and saying, oh, it's summer. You can ah, just be like, just be like, mm, boss, what's that? <laughs> you know? ah, let's go try something else. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like you won't, you won't bluntly say, "Ah, but boss, you yeah. look like a rainbow." <laughs> boss, you look ugly. Mm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't know. That's I think that, was, that, that based on that example, that's how I differentiate sugar coating. Well, I guess again, like situations like matter. Like sometimes it's necessary for you to actually like be blunt. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then. For me, like most of the time, like for example, like your rainbow attire, <laughs> I just be like, I think we can try like you know something else. You know, I don't, I don't think that attire like looks so good on you right now. You guys are good people. They are. <laughs> they are. Because I, I would, unfortunately, I am the kind if I don't burst out laughing. <laughs> And then later on, I was like, what were you thinking? <laughs> I guess that's an area I need to work on. But it, no, I, I feel like we should do a survey on this one. <laughs> like, we, we really need to get, like, a completely broad opinion yes. on how people like to receive feedback. Because for me, I just feel like it depends on the situation and the type of person you're dealing with oh, also. Yeah. Because there's people that are just volatile. Like the moment you say something negative, even in the slightest, they just go shut down. You know. And if this is your friend, you want to see them grow. You obviously adjust the way you administer your your feedback. But so again, I think it depends learn. on if even if you're friends, it depends on the type of friendship, friendship that you have. Yeah. Uh, like, well, my friendship with Astrid, that she can even tell me in the most blunt way. Like, like I mentioned, lipstick. <laughs> she's the kind when she sees me, I don't wear lipstick. I she she just bring out the lipstick. And she just say, "Post us in my phone," <laughs> you know, because <laughs> she's told me several times that I should put on lipstick. You know, mm-hmm. I am like, okay, and I'll I'll, I'll I'll laugh and I'll take it because that's the type of friendship we have. But there are other friends. If they tell me that, I'll be like, "What? You're not even that close to me." What, just why like telling? Yeah. Me so I, I guess it also goes as deep as the type of friendship you have. Anyway, it, it would be a, a bigger topic for another and also, day. It also depends on um, how people get to receive feedback. Yeah. You know, maybe you've spoken to this person on several times, you give them feedback and then they're all sulky. They don't even want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know, meaning they're not ready to improve themselves in certain areas. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, that's a valid point. Mm-hmm. I guess you can only do so much. Mm. Mm. But if someone is not willing to take it, then you just start laughing at the rainbow, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let it yeah. rain. <laughs> You're a product manager. How do you tell someone they're writing bad code? <sighs> you just had to hit me with that. <laughs> no, like, I just remembered. Well, uh, the many times that, the few times, or the many, the few, I, I don't know, anyway, yeah. So the, the times that I've had to tell someone that they're not writing code, 
because I know it's a work environment. Yeah. I I kind of had to really uh, tone down a bit. Um, I remember there was one intern they they brought for me at when I was still working for the Mannings. I was teaching him the back end development, and then you you know I'll 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 tell him to do A B C D, and the next minute he's bringing me something else, and I'm like. Inside, I'll be like, just you know, telling you know what, can you really pull up your socks? But then I, I noticed he was like you said, he he was the kind who was a soft heart kind. <laughs> so I'd eventually just sit him down to say, what do you really want in your life? Do you want? Do you really want to be a back end developer? And I remember there was a time he said, I love music. I was like, then do music, cause like. If if you're not seeing your performance improving in the in the coding, then just step back. If, if you love music, go do the music. Do something that you love. Though there was a time, yes, it was a bad day for me, and I had I hadn't slept because we were rushing towards the deadline, and he didn't deliver. And I I sat him down. I was like, you know what? This is messing me up, and you're messing the entire company up. So if if you want to stay here. Pull up your socks. Mm. Pull up your socks. And you have to actually, I, I think maybe I was a bit harsh because I told him he had to deliver that thing that very same day. Did you deliver though? Kind of. Eventually, I had to finish it off. Oh, I see. Yes, it was a hard decision, I must say. Did you fire him after? <laughs> Sounds like you did. Uh, I don't think we should get into that. I had a similar experience. I guess. Not, not really very similar. I wasn't really, I wouldn't say I was managing someone. Um, it's more or less asking someone to help you with something mm. and then um, just doing checks on whether they're actually doing the work they're supposed to be doing. And it was very interesting because um, this is someone who learns a different way from the way I learn mm -hmm. and uh, someone takes that time picking up small principles like the basic principles mm -hmm. of doing a particular thing and you go a step further and you give them the resources that they need like in terms of uh, if it's videos if it's the tools if mm -hmm. it's the you know stuff like that and two three weeks later someone still hasn't maybe written sensible lines of, of code. Course, yeah. unfortunately that time I just cut everything off like I just said nope Block. Like Regina. Like Regina. <laughs> Block. And I've, I think I've learned from that as well. And uh, yeah, people are willing, being willing to receive feedback and stuff. So, so um, another issue I, I feel maybe we should talk about. Do you think um, from the mentors that you've maybe associated with in any area of your life, do you think... Uh, we have mentors that are open enough to actually show us that they too, despite being mentors and being advanced in their career, they've also had incidences of uh, imposter syndrome. And are, are they open enough to actually at least share what they did in that instance? Or is it mostly us teaching ourselves, first being burned several times, then training ourselves? The simple answer is no. <coughs> At least from my experience, most of the mentors have. I don't even call them mentors. I feel like it was a it was it was a relationship mm -hmm. that wasn't clearly defined. It's not like a mentor mentee relationship, you know. You you're learning from someone. Oh yeah. And uh, I don't feel like the 
ever met someone that's very open about their struggles in this area? And uh, would it help me if they, they, they were more open? Mm-hmm. I feel like it would, because if I'm a young uh, developer, mm-hmm. you know, technology changes every day, mm-hmm. like every single day. I'm learning Angular today and Angular 3, 4, 5, sorry, Angular 4, 5, 6, 7 are coming out in a space of two years. Oh, yeah. It's very difficult to, you catch know, up to catch up and stuff like that. And you're seeing someone that's been doing this for 10 years and, you know, you look at where they are and you, you would like to relate to their, you know, their struggles as well. It's not magic that they got there. You understand it's not magic, but then mm-hmm. you, you're here going through the struggles. So I think it would help. Um, for me, he's he's actually told me several times. Oh, I've got a personal mentor, stroke coach. <clears throat> he, you know, there are times when I feel like I don't want to do it anymore, you know, because we are getting so much pressure from different angles. And then he'll just go like, you know what, Astrid, I used to be like this, and then I did this to help me work on what you're going through. Mm-hmm. So I'm so happy that I've got somebody who is mentoring me, who has gone through certain challenges that I might be facing mm-hmm. and is able to tell me the solution based on the experience that he's gone through. So for me, yeah, my mentor has gone through you know, different things. And when I look back, I said, okay, maybe I, I'm actually better than he was. You know, for me to be where I am, maybe I was, I'm better than he was. And then... It's easy for me to actually work on my flaws, you know, because I know I'm not the only one who's mm-hmm. gone through it. Yeah. Even the best people out there, they've gone through it. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I think mine, I think, uh, not necessarily a mentor thing. It was... Usually, like, it's just colleagues, you know, like, but people you find there who are already accustomed to the world culture, for example, um, and uh, they look at what you're doing, uh-huh. and they just want to, like, help you out so that you, you be like them. Not exactly, but, like, you grow up to, like, blend into, like, the system they are in as well. Uh, when it comes to them sharing, like, their weak points, that's never happened <laughs> that's never happened but there there have been people who come up and come up to you and just tell you like okay i think you should do this in this way uh-huh. they don't give like a past experience uh-huh. very rare moments when they actually do uh all they do is just like point you in a direction where you will go get your stuff yeah. right yeah. <clears throat> unfortunately my experience as well with a few mentors is that they they would prefer coming out as angels and perfectionists like everything was just okay and i I sometimes feel i would i'd really enjoy it if they told me some of their weak points and how they came out of them because then it would give me an idea to say oh so they went through it and i am going through it so if they can come out of it i can come out of it as well but where they just keep on pointing you to something and they're not telling you that they went through it is well they might be helping yes but you tend to think these guys are so perfect i don't it actually adds on to imposter syndrome (laughs) if i'm not mistaken because then now you start thinking these guys are so perfect Mm. i I am 
I'm not even close to that. Mm -hmm. So would I actually make it to the level that they are at? So I, I feel I think most mentors should really work on that. They, they change how they do the mentorship aspect. They actually do tell us there are also weak points that they faced and how they came out of it. But me being a mentor, I guess I should also employ that in my teaching, especially the girls that I interact with. Yeah. Okay. So, thank you very much, uh, my co-hosts, Astrida, Jens, and Mukuma. Uh, thank you very much, dear listeners, for staying tuned, and I hope you have actually enjoyed our discussion on imposter syndrome. And for me, Cynthia, my last remarks is in everything that you do, you should remember you're talented, you're capable, and you belong. And if you do face uh, imposter syndrome, don't feel like you're alone, where a lot of us, I mean, even Albert Einstein went through it, even my favorite poet, Maya uh, Angelo, actually also went through it, even after publishing so many books and poetry. Uh, for my horse, I would like you to just give us uh, a quick closing remark or advice or a shout out to our listeners and maybe you could also share your Twitter handles as well in case anybody liked how you, you know, presented yes. Oh, no, no, no. But dear listeners, this is not a whole cup, please. Yes, thank you. Please. No, I, 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 I know people can't see what's happening in the studio, but I've just seen James panic. Do you want to know why he's panicking? Why is he panicking? He has a complicated handle on Twitter. Exactly. He's like Elias. <laughs> oh, yeah. You and Elias. If anyone wants to know what Elias' handle is, please, you always have to go back and listen to the, uh, the yeah. end of the podcast. Yes. We have to spell it for you. Or you <laughs> should ask one of us on Twitter. We, we, we text it to you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Isn't that complicated, though? Say it, then. It's at Without looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's at capital J, <laughs> underscore, <laughs> M-E-S, two zero seven. Why do you make life difficult? Hey, so that people don't find you easily? I have no idea. idea. Yeah. Say that again. It's at J A underscore M E S twenty two zero seven. Please say that again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you texted you. I'll just text you. <laughs> it's not that hard. Okay. Uh, my last remarks, <clears throat> you know, when it comes to imposter syndrome, everyone has gone through it. But believe in yourself, believe that you can do better than this, those people that you think are actually the best, you know, when you just overcome and gain your self-confidence. Yeah, you can do better. You can do better than you can do, you know, <laughs> just have that confidence in yourself. Like motivational speech. Jeez, okay. yes. <laughs> I'm so motivated. <laughs> I'm glad. If it's good, we're motivating each other right here. Oh, yes. Imagine the listeners, oh. you know. Uh, my Twitter hand, I've got a Twitter account, but I don't use it because it usually brings issues. We need to recruit her. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can do Facebook. Yeah. Um, my Facebook. My face is my business account anyway, but my Facebook name is Miles Malalastrida and on Instagram I'm Miles Astrida. Great. Um okay, my turn? 
Closing remarks? Yeah. James, have you given your closing remarks? No. He's too nervous about the Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> so stressful, guys. It's so stressful. <laughs> uh, I think you guys have summed it up already. Um, I think the best thing is everyone goes through the same imposter syndrome. You're not alone. And it's not a medical condition. condition. Mm, yes. So it's definitely like defeatable yeah i think the best thing is just to know your worth mm-hmm. and trust that worth yes that way you move forward amen that sounds like you're preaching now mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um i guess for me from a personal um from a personal perspective and the stuff i've been through and i i guess it's a combination of three things um there's genuine times when we don't know something. Mm-hmm. We need to understand that it's okay not to know something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've been writing code for a few years now. Mm-hmm. There's still stuff that I don't know. Same here. And a newbie who's been writing code for two weeks can know more than me in a particular area, maybe even all the areas, you know? So it's also about understanding that and not letting that defeat you. You learn, you learn as much as you can. Don't compare yourself to others as well. Mm-hmm. Just do you understand the level you're at, like James is saying, and then just push on, man. Just push on. <laughs> Cellbones on Twitter, that's Kena and Uma on Facebook, and GitHub. We are still learning to be consistent, and uh, if you guys have any feedback, if you guys have anything you wanna you want to tell us, we've got a Twitter account. It's at Codecast ZM. So just shoot us any feedback you have in the DM or even on the timeline. Everybody can see, but it's okay because, you know, we want all the feedback. Uh, We don't have a Facebook page yet, but when we do, you can shoot us feedback there as well. If you're too uncomfortable doing that, uh, you can DM at Python Khaleesi on Twitter or me and we'll definitely respond. And anyone that wants to be on the show, please feel free. Open platform. Just... Get in touch. That's it. Thank you. Till next time. We're out. Yes. Peace. <laughs> this episode of Codecast is brought to you by Agora Code Community. We're connecting developers one line of code at a time. For more information, visit our website. It's agoracode.community. Like us on Facebook, Agora Code Community. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Code Agora. This episode is also brought to you by Renegade Media, which is your leading Zambian agency for everything digital marketing.